and she was thankful that she'd planned ahead and called a car service to pick her up. She pushed through the crowd to her waiting town car and flung herself into the back seat. Christmas was barely two weeks away, which made walking in Midtown a contact sport. The hordes of tourists flocking the Fifth Avenue to see the store windows and the giant tree were intolerable, as far as she was concerned. All she wanted to do was go home to her warm apartment and finish writing out her Christmas cards. As she rode home, her mind wandered again to an upcoming date on the calendar, though for the life of her she couldn't understand why. Kara's birthday was next month, and Jane had come across a bright blue ski jacket in a catalog that would look amazing on her. She'd spent the last two weeks debating whether she should send it to her, but she still couldn't decide. It's not like grown women need to celebrate turning 37, and Kara was never one to like attention anyway. Still, she'd no doubt be spending weekends this winter skiing at Reed's family house in Vermont, and Jane was pretty sure she'd love the code. Then again, what did she know anymore? I can't believe you are spending this much time thinking about her birthday, she thought to herself. You'd have to be crazy to reopen those wounds. She decided that holiday nostalgia was a dangerous thing and vowed to throw the catalog away as soon as she got home. She'd moved on with her life, and there was absolutely no reason to revisit those ghosts. It took her driver 25 minutes to cross over to the west side, thanks to the unforgivable traffic, and it was almost three o'clock when Jane turned the key in the lock and stepped inside her apartment— the smell of the balsam fir they'd bought and decorated a few days ago strong enough to be detected from the foyer. She inhaled deeply. There's nothing better than that, she thought as she pulled off her suede boots and made her way into the den off the kitchen. She had a busy afternoon ahead of her, what with the stack of cards to address and stamp, not to mention the now crucial mission of finding exciting hors d'oeuvres to replace crab cakes. She was definitely going to need that massage. She headed for the stack of catalogs sitting on her velvet sofa so she could rid herself of the nagging ski jacket conundrum once and for all, but was sidetracked when she unexpectedly caught sight of Doug out of the corner of her eye. "'Geez, you scared me,' Jane said when she looked up and found him pacing the floor in front of the Christmas tree. Pine needles had already fallen off the lower branches and lay haphazardly on the carpet. "'This is a nice surprise,' she said as she walked over to give him a hug. They'd been married seven and a half years, but somehow Doug still managed to impress her. Some guys have the ability to fill up an entire room just by walking into it. Doug was one of those guys. She'd never stop thinking that she was the luckiest person in the world to be married to him. She inhaled the smell of his shampoo and aftershave as she clasped his hands and pulled back to look at him. What brings you home in the middle of the day? She felt her heart pause for a minute when she released him from her grasp and noticed the expression on his face. Sit down, he said quietly. Jane finally noticed that his hands were trembling slightly and that they weren't just cool, they were clammy. Dusk was already setting over the city and a soft gray light now filtered in through the west-facing windows of their apartment. A lamp on the timer in the corner clicked on, a small sound that seemed to echo forever. Everything else was so still. What's the matter? Jane asked. 
prepared to hear that one of her parents had died or that he had lost his job. She was not prepared for the bomb he was about to drop on her life. It's gone, he said flatly. Sweat was running down the side of his face, despite the fact that it was the dead of winter and Jane had turned down the heat a bit before she left to prevent her tree from drying out too quickly. What are you talking about? What's gone? Did you lose something? She asked. Our money. It's all gone. Jane stood frozen as he continued to pace back and forth in the same straight line, like he was following the pattern in the carpet. What are you talking about? She asked. You're not making any sense. I've done some things, Jane, and I don't have time to explain them all to you. I don't think I'm going to be able to get out of this. What do you mean, it's gone? How could it be gone? I saw our bank statement last month and there was plenty of money in our accounts.